Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give, Give us, us this day our daily bread, bread and, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to have you with us another Monday evening where we have the opportunity to reflect upon this great topic of witness. And in light of this great vocation that we have been entrusted with to witness to our faith, uh, I'm excited for this evening's program because I have Lori Smith with me, who who will be talking about a program that will be coming to St. John the Baptist Catholic Church here in Chico, entitled Called and Gifted. We have spoken a great deal on this radio program about how we have been entrusted with these gifts. First and foremost, our sonship in Christ and how we are um, called to share these gifts. Well, this really is a program that embodies everything that we have been talking about from one Monday to the next. So, so Lori, it is great to have you with me this evening. Thanks, Joe. It's great to be here. So, Lori, uh, Called and Gifted, a program that is really about uh, vesting us with uh, the tools so as to be able to, to go out and uh, just not share the faith, but certainly at the same time, as I've talked about on this radio program so much, to live out the faith uh, more vibrantly. But to the logistics and maybe uh, the details of what makes this program unique, Lori, what, what should we be thinking about? Yes, uh, for our diocese especially, you know, there's listeners, I'm sure, from all over the, the U.S. and the world but our diocese, our bishop, read a book by Sherry Waddell called Forming Intentional Disciples. And in that book, she talks about, she it's like waking up the sleeping giant of the laity. And she talks about our charisms. And this is really an answer to Vatican II with the laity becoming more active in the church. So She's She is part of the Catherine of Siena Institute. She's one of the founders of it. They're in Colorado Springs. And they're, we're having it. So Bishop Soto, our bishop, bought this book, gave it to all the priests in the diocese last year for Christmas, and asked them to read it. Our pastor did, of course, read it. And then he asked if we could get a called and gifted workshop at our parish. So that is what we're doing. And it also falls in with our capital campaign that we had, our one campaign that Bishop mm-hmm. was asking us. It's, it's a revival mm-hmm. um, for all of us. So um, anyway, it's going to be January 9th, Friday night from 7 to 9 at St. John's, and all day Saturday from 8.30 to 4.30, Mass being at 7.30 in the morning. And um, you might want to get there a little early on Friday um, to make sure you've got, there's packets involved, and there's, it's, there's, going to be quite a bit of activity. So you might want to get there about 6.30 or so. To register, you'd want to call St. John's at 530-343-8741. And the cost is $15, which includes lunch. So mm-hmm. those are all the little logistics about it. Sure. You know, we speak to this in the context of what our local pastor is doing, Father Jason, and what St. John the Baptist Catholic Church is doing. 
Um, but as you noted, there are other listeners uh, within this diocese who belong to other parishes and and Lori outside of the diocese. And um, as we talk about this program called and gifted this evening, if you are a listener and you feel so called <laughs> to lead your parish into bringing this workshop uh, to your parish, certainly don't hesitate to do so. Uh, maybe hand that book that you mentioned, Sherry Waddell's Forming Intentional Disciples, to your pastor, and and maybe he might be prompted as Father Jason was our pastor here in Chico, California. You use the word, Lori, revival, huh? And you also noted Vatican II. So maybe for a listening audience who might not be familiar with Vatican II, just a brief synopsis. It was, first and foremost, this great exhortation of the Church, this great challenge of the Church for us to embrace this universal call to holiness. Whether you are religious, whether you are laity, uh, whatever your walk of life, to embrace this universal call to holiness, a call that sees uh, each and every moment pregnant with eternal significance, a call that sees each and every moment a cause to offer to God, that each and every encounter is one that is willed by God, that holiness and evangelization become earmarks of everything that you do. Uh, this is what comes out of Vatican II. John Paul II spoke to the interior attitude of faith. What is that? Well, he looked to Mary. She was disposed. And when the angel Gabriel came to her in that wonderful angelic salutation, she responded with that word, with that phrase, let it be to me. Let it be to me. And so it is when God comes to us, and asks something great of us. We might say with Mary, because we are disposed to hear God speaking to us, let it be to me. Yes, I will do whatever you want me to do. So we have in light of Vatican II, this, this universal call to holiness, and at the same time, the need to see out from this holiness, the call to evangelize uh, the people of God. Pope St. John Paul II asked over and over again in many of his apostolic letters and encyclicals to read, reread, study, interiorize, assimilate the teachings of Vatican II. And if we didn't do anything else as laity, if as the faithful, if we just read chapter 4 and chapter 5 of Lumen Gentium, Chapter 4 is on the laity. Chapter 5 is on the universal call to holiness. If we read those two chapters, and then we read his apostolic letter, Christe Fidelis Laici, that is a saint's letter to us. That is the successor to Peter's letter to us as lay people. And he goes, he talks over and over again. We are gifted. The Lord gives us gifts at baptism. Those gifts are strengthened for us Catholics in the, the sacrament of confirmation. So God is not going to give us a job to do without giving us the tools to do it. If I gave you the most highest tech, fanciest cell phone, the brand new, had so many bells and whistles on it, and I handed it to you and I gave it to you as a gift... And you said, thank you very much. Wow, that's a great gift. And you never plugged it in. You never charged it up. 
you just it just sat there how what would happen you, you know and mm-hmm. then you come upon an accident you can't even call 911 mm-hmm. because you don't have it charged up so god gives us the gifts you know he calls us he gifts us and then he sends us out as lay apostles into mission which is what the church is all about, this missionary activity. And we tend to think us laity that a mission, you have to be involved in going out in, you know, to some other country, you know, working in a mission. No, your mission is our mission is right here in our own families, in our own jobs, in our parishes, in our communities. So God has placed us where we are and he has given us gifts for the building up of the of the body of Christ and the building up of the kingdom. And so he's given us those gifts. What called and gifted does is it helps you to discern what those gifts are and then how to use them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of us can get all zealous and all excited about serving in the church and then we start doing everything and we we we're we're doing so many things and we're serving in so many ministries and we get burned out and we're tired and we don't understand why you know if if you've got a ministry and you've you you've discerned your gifts and you know how to use those you don't get burned out mm-hmm. you get charged up mm-hmm. As Pope Benedict uh, said it, the church exists for evangelization. Absolutely. Christ came to establish the church here on earth so that the church would be a light, a light to the world, and that light is holiness, a holiness that springs forth from prayer and contemplation. You know, in crossing the threshold of hope, John Paul II was asked the question, what is evangelization? And he spoke to the proclamation of the good news, as well as this call we have to catechize. But he said, it is first the contemplation of truth. huh? Because all work of evangelization, all work of catechesis yields to that contemplation, yields to that prayer. So, you speak to recognizing gifts. And I think this is really what lies at the heart of the called and gifted. You know, God has entrusted something that is particular to you. Yes. Okay, when you talk about charism, a gift that has been given to you, mm-hmm. and uh, the called and gifted program draws this out. Right. You know, I'm thinking of John Paul II's apostolic letter, Christe Fidelis Laici, and he talks about the world is the vineyard. And in a vineyard, you have certain workers who do certain things, some plant, some prepare the soil, some plant the seed, some prune, some, you know, harvest, um, some make the wine, uh, whatever it is, some fertilize, um, and they all work together for the harvest. And that is the analogy he was using. Mm -hmm. Each of us are given gifts and no one else can replace us. You know, Another thing I wanted to address, and this comes right into this, it is our time now. This time right now in salvation history is ours when we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, the, everybody who we read in the Bible, all, all of our brothers and sisters who came before us, and there will be many saints that come after us, 
our time is now. Mm-hmm. We've been given gifts for the building up of the body of Christ now. And so we need to use those and no one can take anybody else's place. If you're not doing it, then it just isn't going to be done in the way that God wanted it to be done because he had that gift for you. And everyone has different gifts. Some have similar gifts, but they use them in different ways because we are all created as unique individuals. Mm -hmm. Unique, precious, and unrepeatable. And I'm going to use that cell phone a little bit differently than you're going to use it. My creativity is a little bit different. You know, each of us are going to be doing things in a different way. And that's what heaven is. You know, we're supposed to be bringing the kingdom of heaven on earth now. Mm-hmm. We start it now. So we're in that period where we're waiting for him at Christmas as we are right now. He came 2,000 years ago, God incarnate. And we're in that time between the time he came as a child and the time when he comes again at the second coming. We do not know when that is, but we do know that our time is now. Mm. And that is really, you know, we don't have time. He says one of his first um, callings in Christa Videlis Leici is you go into the vineyard too. There is no excuse for laziness. Mm -hmm. You can't Mm -hmm. take your gift. The last thing we would want to do is go before the Lord. And he says, what did you do with the gifts I gave you? We better not be saying gifts. Did Mm -hmm. you give me gifts, Lord? Mm -hmm. Was I supposed to use those? Oh, I don't (laughs) don't even want to go there. Yes, he's given us, each one of us gifts. And so we have to get, you know, going to mass on Sunday for all of us Catholics is fabulous, the most awesome part of our whole week, but it better not stop there because we get gifts every time we go to mass mm-hmm. for the following week or for that night. Boy, we better understand what he's asking us to do. Amen. I'm reminded of the words of Ben in the 16th when he was leaving the United States in his last trip to the United States when he said, let your Monday to Friday reflect who you worship on Sunday. Um, and as you're talking there too, Lori, this unrepeatable nature of the gift that is you and I and all of our listeners out there, there's a tendency for us to want to be all things to all people all the time. We look at what this person is doing or what that person is doing, and because we can't do that, maybe our admiration for them that turns into a kind of envy because we want that gift. This is not what the body of Christ is about. The body of Christ is about all of its parts working together. To embrace our gift is to intone the body of Christ with its proper rhythm, tenor. I mean, what am I thinking of here, Lori? You ever drive by a church and you hear uh, the choir singing and you just find yourself stopping because you want to listen to them. And you might even find yourself getting out of the car and going inside of the church because the music is just so beautiful. It has captivated you. When the body of Christ is functioning as united whole, it is like that choir singing. People are drawn to it. And this is what the program Called and Gifted is all about. Discovering our gifts, working together, on a united front for our local communities so as to ultimately 
evangelize and catechize. And such work, when it is working together, is beautiful and attractive. Called and gifted is about forming intentional disciples who see themselves as sons and daughters of God so as to transform not only our local communities, but collectively the world, because that's the impact our local communities can have. Amen to that. Now, what more can we say here, Lori? What about the gift of the Holy Spirit? For all of those who are involved in the called and gifted workshops, it is really about an outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that we might be revived and renewed and refreshed and re-energized to go and do His work. It is to remember that the Holy Spirit is the love shared between the Father and the Son. And if our task has not been sharpened and refined by the fire of this love, then what we do will not have the same kind of impact that it would if it was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. It is to remember the words of one Thomas Aquinas, who once said that our good works is simply God crowning His own gifts. We simply share in the ministry of the gift giver. The Holy Spirit is the protagonist to the new evangelization in all of our work. And we need to allow that great gift to empower us and embolden us to become the best versions of of who God is calling us to be and the gifts that He has entrusted us with. And those gifts are always under the influence of the gift, capital G. Absolutely. And, you know, you talking about the Holy Spirit, I know that when our bishop was here for the adult confirmation recently, he gave a wonderful homily on the call of Matthew. And he he showed, he had a blown up picture of Caravaggio's The Call of Matthew. And he went into great detail about everything that was in that that work of art. And, you know, the Holy Spirit calls us. It's like when Jesus called the disciples, he called them, he taught them, he gifted, they were gifted. They got to use those gifts. When the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, they were up huddling in that room, scared to death. And the Holy Spirit came and strengthened them and gave them courage, Mm -hmm. which is what John Paul II kept saying over and over again, fear not, be not afraid, go out Mm -hmm. and use your gifts. Mm -hmm. And Sherry Waddell in her book talks about there's a point for all of us where we drop our nets and go with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this is all about. It's about each one of us getting to the point in our spirituality, in our lives, and dropping the net and following Jesus. Mm -hmm. That is huge because that means I'm committed. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for eternity. And Lord, whatever you ask, I will do. Amen. You know, and that's what, so that was, that's a very big part of this dropping your net and following Jesus. Yeah. Once you have been touched by Christ, your life will never be the same. Not that you won't fall. Life is a struggle in grace, but you will struggle in grace 
when you have that laser-like focus on Jesus Christ, so often, Lori, in the, the sporting arena, we have goals. Huh? When you have a goal, you work with the end in mind. And there's a lot of stumbling blocks along the way. But because of your goal, because of your laser-like focus with the end in mind, you will overcome many obstacles. Do we have that kind of focus? Have we harnessed ourselves in such a way that we will not allow the adversary, Satan, to divert us from the task, from this commitment? Huh? This is the great challenge, I believe, in many ways. And if God's love has gripped us, we will overcome that. And so it is. We embrace this sonship and embrace what God has willed before us. Something just came into my head of, I work in a, in a medical office, and we do these drills every once in a while. If a patient were to you know, have, go in anaphylactic shock or, or have a heart attack or something, one person calls 911. One person is assigned to drop and just start CPR. One person is to be the runaround. You know, everyone has their jobs. Mm-hmm. And if everyone goes to the phone to call 911, <laughs> then the patient's going to die because nobody's starting CPR. Nobody's going out there to, you know, hail the, the fireman down, you know, or the ambulance or anything like mm-hmm. that. So if everybody is just doing what they're supposed to do, there's a lot of good things that can be done for the building up of the body of Christ. If I don't know what my gifts are and where God is calling me, if I can't discern what he is asking me to do, then I'm going to run around and do all these good things that are good in themselves, but are they good for me? Mm-hmm. Are they good? Are they what? Are they what I am supposed to be doing? Am I trying to call 911 and give CPR and run out there? You know, you get yourself all, too many too many things going on. Yeah. Not every good is a willed good. Right. You know, I think of uh, my son. Uh, he, he just kind of does what dad does. You know, I like to be outside, you know, landscaping. I'll pull weeds. Uh, you know, one day he came up to me and he said, hey, Dad, I, I think I'm going to go pull weeds. And I'm thinking, wow, that's great, son. <laughs> but I had to tell him, unfortunately, actually right now, buddy, you can't pull weeds. I need you to, to get this area ready because we're having a, a party for, for your mom. And he goes, I'll just, I'll do that later. No, actually, you need to do that right now. But Dad, are you telling me you don't want me to pull weeds? Son, it pains me to say this, but <laughs> yes, it, pulling weeds is a very good thing, right? But it, is it a willed good for that moment? Right. It's very easy for us to get caught up in just doing all of these good things. And the key word really in, in what uh, you were talking about there, Lori, is discernment. Mm-hmm. The word discernment, because the word discernment in its Latin means what? To understand. So we have to come to understand what God is calling us to do. Right. And in so doing, uh, respond with a heroic yes to that understanding in that singular laser-like focus on Jesus Christ. And you made a good point there. It's our response. So God gives us gifts. What is our response? His gift our response. Mm-hmm. And that's 
everything in a nutshell right there. The gifts are there. How do we respond? Yeah. How do we use them? Do we let them sit there like the parable of the talents and we bury them because we are afraid we might make a mistake? You know, we'll go ahead and make a mistake. You yep. know, I mean, Peter, yep. Peter made some pretty big ones. Yep. <laughs> All the apostles made some big ones. But, you know, speaking of the apostles, I think we need to pay attention to what our bishops all over the world are asking us to do. They are the successor to the apostles. The bishops in union with the Holy Father are all seem to me to be on the same page, the same page that Jesus and the first apostles were on. That has never changed. Mm. And they are, you know, Vatican II was a beautiful um, council and we're just now really beginning to, just at the very beginning stages of really learning to live that out. Someone said a few weeks ago to me, Vatican II, oh, that's over with. Nobody ever talks about that anymore. And I thought, mm. oh, mm. no. So, And then I heard my pastor say, you know, it took about 80 years to start implementing uh, the Council of Trent, oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and we're 50 years from Vatican II. So, you know. Well, and, and that's the gift of John Paul II, because it's to be reminded that the catechism itself in many ways is an, is an expository to the, the documents of Vatican II, and, and we don't always know that. But if you open up the catechism in the Catholic Church, which I know many of our non-Catholic listeners ha have done, I've been in a number of conversations with a number of non-Catholics, and and they've opened up the catechism, and and they would ask me, what are all these footnotes? You know, LG fourteen. Well, that's Lumen Gentium. You know, paragraph fourteen. Well, it's Lumen Gentium. You know, and this beautiful document about you know this universal call to holiness, and and so on and so forth. And then they get excited and they say, well, this is just fundamentally Christian. And I say, yeah, exactly, exactly. right. I mean, yep. that's that's what it's all about. And to this called and gifted, you know, you, you talk about this gift and response, this is really what lies at the heart of it, that coming to know Him so as to make Him known, the conversion mission, all of these these words and phrases that we use to strike a contrast, to, to see what's going on. You know, Lori, this is why we wake up in the morning. Not to see what we can take and get from those around us, but to see how we can give and serve. Okay, I mean, for, for many of us, maybe this is a paradigm shift, but we have to challenge ourselves. I mean, we all struggle with selfishness in some capacity, okay? We have to challenge ourselves. And again, called and gifted is that kind of program, that kind of workshop that opens up our eyes to this self-giving as opposed to self-getting, huh? The, this is the great adventure of, of the Catholic Church. You spoke of salvation history earlier. Yes. You know, yes, we have been given the baton, and we are called to run the race, and, uh, and that race is before us. It's yes. the now. And uh, so, we, yeah, we need to get off our couches. You uh -huh. spoke of laziness earlier. Yes. Pope yeah. Francis has had some strong words for us <laughs> if we're lazy. Yeah. You know, stop being sourpusses. He, Absolutely. He, he, you know, Quit uh, sitting on the couch eating yeah. bonbons and watching soap yes. operas. You know, get up and move. Yeah, he, he, mm -hmm. he gave a homily the other day, and it was enough is enough. Yeah. You know, there's far too much to do. Right. Sometimes we're the only Bible that people will ever read. You know, Amen. I don't know who said that, but I heard it and I went, that is so true. Yep. Because even at your work, 
or school or wherever you are at the grocery store, you know, sometimes you're going to be the only Bible anybody's ever going to read. Amen. By your actions and by your words. Well, we're out of time, Lori. Oh, that went fast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, I don't know, just by way of wrap up, if you just want to give our listening audience a reminder of of the times and, and the days, maybe, Lori? Yes, absolutely. Friday, January 9th from 7 to 9 p.m. at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church in Chico, California. Saturday, January 10th, 8.30 to 4.30. And to register, call St. John's at 530-343-8741. Cost is $15, and that includes lunch. Amen. Well, thanks for the gift of your time, Lori. Much appreciated. Let's close in prayer. Thank you, Joe. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the, the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit. as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. amen. And God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.